You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. Welcome to the Writing Momentum Podcast. I'm Christopher Mazzelli. I'm here with my wife, Gina, and also Renee Gutteridge. How are you doing today, Renee and Gina? Hello. Doing good? We're doing good. I'm yep. waving at the camera, even though I realize that we're we're also doing this on podcast. So yes, yes, this is <laughs> <laughs> there. We go. You got Gina beside me now. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're going to do something kind of cool for this podcast uh, because um, we regularly get questions from people who say, "Hey, we want to know about this or that with writing or publishing or branding or." Um, uh, What's the last one? Selling and marketing. Selling and marketing your book. Uh, and so what we did is we went out today on Twitter and we found some Twitter questions that people have asked. And we it, these questions are not things we've talked about yet. We just thought we're going to come out straight and ask them and just see um, uh, what everyone's raw answer is to these writing Q&As that are on Twitter. How does that sound? Sounds scary. Like- a little scary. <laughs> you gotta always be able to say, I don't know. That's yeah, a that's very true. healthy uh character trait. So that's true. I don't know is okay to say. Absolutely. All right, so here we go. The first question is from Anna May Wright. She says, Hi, uh, for those who are right in multiple genres. Do you recommend qu- only querying one genre at a time? So she's talking about like if she, if she wants to send a query about a book into an agent or to an editor, should she just query one genre, I guess one book at a time? What do y'all think? Mm. Now, now, don't everyone jump in at once. <laughs> well, <laughs> so of course, um, I write, well, I shouldn't say, of course, as if everybody knows my writing history. Okay, let me start over. I write multiple genre in fiction. So I've written probably five different genres in my 20-year writing career. Um, It's tricky. So uh, I would say you need a plan. Um, You certainly don't want to be sending multiple genres to one publisher and you don't necessarily want to scare your agent into because the first thing an agent will tell you is whatever you do, don't write in multiple genres. Now, that's pretty good advice generally. But if you are the kind of writer like me who ne- needed to write in multiple genres, I wrote comedy, I write suspense. That's a conversation you want to have with your agent. And you need to say up front, look, I'm a multi-genre writer um, and, you know, let's come up with a plan. My agent and I did come up with a plan uh, to do that. And it was tricky. I always uh, describe it like I was dating multiple uh, people at the same time and trying to keep everybody happy. <laughs> and that's a conversation for another time and how we did that. But it is tricky. It splits your readership. so you know, understanding that and being able to talk intelligently about that with the people that you're going to go into business with is a good idea. 
Yeah, I, I think if you're querying an agent or an editor, um, first I would try to figure out what kinds of things they represent. And if they don't represent both the genres that you're querying with, I would just query with the one, right? Not with both, because why waste your time on something that they might not even be interested in representing or or publishing? Um that said, I, th I think that, you know, like if you're sitting at a writer's conference, I might be more apt to pitch more than one thing, kind of gauging the feedback you're getting one on one. But definitely if you're doing it through email or something like that, I'd, I'd, I'd be more apt to focus in on one, I think. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, I'm going to follow up with a, a follow up question with this. Um, what about the independent author who is publishing directly themselves they're publishing what is your feeling about an author publishing in multiple genres and I ask this because I, I know multiple authors who do this and who write for multiple genres so and some of them use pen names some of them will change up their um their name their author's name depending on the genres, but what do you oh, so, think so, about it? So like if I wanted to write romance books, I may not do so under my name, Christopher Maselli, I might do... Christy Christ <laughs> No, you know what I would do? I would do Ellie Christmas instead of Chris Maselli. Ellie Christmas. That sounds like a great pen name for a romance novel, doesn't it? <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think about that? Do you well, think I have... I have less, like, I guess, um, experience in the independent publishing world. So I would say, of course, that changing your pen name, changing your name, that changes the game. If nobody knows you're the same author, the, the trick to that is you're going to have to be producing twice the number of books per year, yes. right? So that's the hard thing. That was the hard thing for me when I was doing multiple genres in traditional publishing is your other publisher isn't going to be like, oh, are, you have another book deadline? Well, let us step back and give you some room. They don't care what you're doing at your other publisher. And right. uh, so you've got to be able to produce at least two books a year, uh, you know, sometimes more than that. So in independent publishing, I would say that the idea is that no matter what your pen name is, if audiences are following you, then they need to be able to keep, you know, you've got to keep them entertained consistently. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, that's good. Are you ready for the next question? Let's go. I, I almost put it there on the screen and it somehow like messed our screen up. So for those of you who are watching on, on, uh, on YouTube, you see all the crazy things that are happening here on the screen. For those <laughs> who are listening, <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about. All right. Uh, this is also about queries. So we're going to follow up with another question about queries. Uh, uh, this is from Cody Nowak. He says, outside of an engaging premise and strong writing, what do you hope to find in queries? He's asking an, an agent this. What do you hope to find in queries outside of an engaging premise and strong writing? I, I, I'm going I'm I'm to jump right into here and say, I don't know that you're going to actually usually see a whole lot of strong writing in the query unless you submit your you know, some sample pages from the book. Um, I mean, you want it to be written well, of course, but I don't, I don't know if um, you think a lot of agents and editors actually look at the query and say, you know, that was written so well. <laughs> well, they just want to make sure it's not written terribly. No, that like is true. 
That is yeah, true. Yeah, they're not going to be like, oh, that was amazing writing. But if you're not writing strongly, they'll notice. And yeah, that no, will, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that will be a hard thing. This is actually, I, I do want to jump in and, and say this. This is a one of those things that has that when you're uh, writing your manuscript, when you're writing a query, anything like that, you want to make sure that something as simple as formatting doesn't turn off <laughs> the agent or the editor because you yeah. can really you can jump to the top ten percent of the pack just by having a really well written um, you know as far in, in formatted query. So well, sorry. That's to what I was going to say about about queries is that. You know, we always say that you need to know the rules before you break them. And there are rules about querying, writing a query letter as well. So make sure that you are following those rules because, you know, when they're getting so many, when they're getting so many pitches sent to them, so many query letters, uh, query emails, that kind of thing, when they're getting so many of them, they will start looking for any reason to toss it. They're, they're not going to invest time in something that isn't written well, that isn't formatted well, that isn't um, following the query rules, that is querying a, an agent or an editor about a genre that they don't even carry uh, and that they're not interested in, that they haven't asked for, those kind of things. So they're going to be, and, and it's not because anybody's trying to be cruel. It's just a matter of just time. They're, they're flipping through these things. They're going through them and they're scanning them. And so anything that stands out as a reason not to look at it any further is going to be the thing that, that gets your, your query letter pitched or your query email pitched. So follow the rules, make sure it's strong. And then the other thing is I think just, um, I think they're looking for how much uh, of an investment can you bring? What can you bring to the table? What kind of marketing can you bring to the table? Even if it's, um, whether it's, and I know in a query, you don't have a lot of room for that, but uh, they're going to want to know that they're working with somebody who's serious about this and who's serious about making their book a success. And I would say, add on to that um, and totally agree with what's been said. I would add, uh, don't be a jerk and you can't imagine the number of jerky type queries agents and editors get like, you know, you're an idiot if you pass this up um, or, you know, or even complete lies. You know, I've had, you know, multi million dollar offers on this, but I feel like this is supposed to go to you. Those, they're just so absurd. You can find them online. They're kind of hilarious. Um, but you know, in a minor way, don't be a jerk either. Don't be cocky. Um, you know, be professional. And, uh, also, uh, to add on to what Gina said, they want to know you're not a one hit wonder, hmm. you know, no agent is interested in the one great book that you have. <laughs> you, you've got to showcase that you've got a great premise. You've got other great premises, You've been working a long time on this. You want to be a career writer and uh, you're interested in finding an agent to partner with you on that. Um, you know, that's because it's a lot of work to launch a new writer. It's a lot of work. Um, and so they want the payoff to be that in 20 years, you're still writing for them and <laughs> writing with them, you know, so. Yeah, and they want to know you're professional, right? Mm -hmm. Right. That you're going to you're going to be the person that hits the deadlines. You're going to be the person that knows how to act around an editor in a publishing house, et cetera, et cetera. That you're not going to be the person that posts 
like super weird stuff on Facebook. Um, that's all. Those are the things they're looking for. I promise you, those are the things that they're looking for as well. So anything that you can do in your query letter to make sure you don't come across as somebody that's a high risk person, uh, even better. That's good. All right. So these these are just two of the questions we've had. Now, we we actually are setting up a time where we're going to be answering questions and answers live on the spot, just like we're doing here on the podcast today. It's going to be on July 28th. Um, and so be sure to uh, check out, go to writingmomentum.com and then we'll have all the details about that. We're going to be streaming on Facebook and YouTube uh, live for that. If you can join us, if you, whether you can join us or not, please send us your question. Uh, you can uh, uh, just, again, go to writingmomentum.com. We've got a chat box on there. You can send us your question there and we'll be happy to add that to the list of questions that we're going to answer live and we'll be recording that too so that you can... Uh, uh, enjoy that anytime. That's coming up at the end of this month. We're actually planning to do this on a monthly basis, having a live Q&A. So if you're listening to this sometime in the future after this one has already been live, just know there's another one likely coming up soon. <laughs> so be sure to still send us your question and send that in. Uh, so meanwhile, this has been actually part one. We're going to do two of these. We're going to do a part two here um, uh, next week. And so sure, be sure to tune back next week and listen to that too. Thank you guys so much for uh, you know, joining us and having us uh, uh, do all this together. Um, be sure to rate and subscribe and what all, what all do you review. do for podcasts? Review. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and we, we appreciate you guys. You're awesome. Uh, this has been, this is Chris and Gina and Renee saying thank you for listening to Writing Momentum. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum. Hey, writer, do you struggle with finding time to write? Well, you're not alone. In fact, time is the number one challenge that most writers face when it comes to getting their books finished. That's why we've created Writing Moments, weekly sessions you can schedule on your calendar to write online with me, Gina, award-winning author and screenwriter Renee Gutteridge, and other writers who have similar goals as you. Each week we're meeting for a short writing training, Q&A, and then 45 minutes of uninterrupted writing time together, where we'll keep each other accountable to get our stuff done. If you'd like to find out how you can join us for some upcoming writing moments, just visit writingmomentum.com slash writing moments. We'd love to have you there. That's writingmomentum.com slash writing moments. <laughs>